Hello and welcome to episode five of the Roughed Up Rebooted podcast. My name is Wesley and I'm joined by Matt Armstrong and Mike Roy. What's up, guys? How's it going? Yo, what's going on? Getting ready to roll on week 12 NFL lines. We'll see if we get to any bonus content tonight. Uh, but we're going to start, as always, with the primetime games. And we'll do let's do all the Thursday games, a little Thanksgiving special. And then we'll come back with our locks of the week. All right. So working front to back, let's start with Thursday, 9.30 Pacific. We get an early morning game. Minnesota Vikings at the Detroit Lions. Lions, of course, one of the traditional um, Thanksgiving Day game hosts. Dolphins coming off of a big win, beat the crap out of the Rams. Um, Now they go on the road. Detroit, who is still in the race. Um, Detroit here is a three-point underdog, getting three points at home. Roy, what do you think? Hmm, that leadoff. Let's see. Uh... I don't think Detroit has much home field advantage um, typically. So I see a flat three here, minus 105. Um, I really think Minnesota is complete, totally. I think Case Keenum proved it last night, approved on uh, Sunday. Um, a really good matchup of two seven and two teams. And Keenum just, I think, has the more underrated, sort of under talked about player because, you know, it's Goff and Rams and Todd Gurley this and. I mean, Keenum is just silently putting together a quiet, dominant season. Um, and sort of just like the Saints and the Eagles, I don't want to step in front of this Minnesota train. They, on both sides of the ball, are really good, solid, don't make mistakes, which is huge. Um, so I think, I don't think this is a blowout, but I think just a flat three. I think Minnesota wins this pretty easily. Um, and... Yeah, I don't think of a Detroit having any home field advantage, and I just I think Stafford it's too much on Stafford right now. Like this team, they they can't run the ball, and it's it's too much on Stafford. Where Minnesota has the excellent defense, a very good running game, Jared McKissick, McKinnick, McKissick, uh, as a good check down back. So I mean, like they have weapons all around. Where I think too much is on Stafford, and he might stage a fourth quarter comeback here, like he always does. But I think Minnesota uh, covers this easily. Hmm. Army, thoughts on this one? Uh, I like Detroit at home on Thanksgiving. They've. Uh, it seems like uh, I, I can only remember all the years of Barry Sanders playing on terrible teams, and the only games he would ever win were the Thanksgiving games. Um, I think this is like their Super Bowl every year. They know that they're a futile ass team and they suck, but it seems like uh, the fans definitely get up for these. You know, early for us West Coaster um, Thanksgiving games. So I actually think uh, home with the points is kind of. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this is a a heavy line. Uh, Minnesota obviously they destroyed the Rams uh, Sunday. Um, Detroit did not look great in their game against the Bears, but ended up winning. I think three is a good number to hold. So I go with Detroit. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. I think uh, three is too much. Uh, we're saying here that if this game were in Minnesota, it'd be a nine-point line. Uh, I don't love Detroit. I think they have a horrible defense, but I think their offense can score. Um, and I think Minnesota is coming off of you know a game that they were really gearing up for, kind of a show-me kind of game. Um, and they did. They did. They showed up and beat up the uh, beat up the Rams. But 
I think this is a this is a letdown spot. Go on the road, division game. They've got a big they've got a big enough lead in the division where this is probably not. I mean, I think they probably have the division locked up. Um, but you know, three points at home for Detroit. They're a team that's going to keep it close. I'll be on uh, the Lions here. Detroit has won the last four the Thanksgiving games. So. But who have they played? Uh, they played Minnesota last year. They played the Eagles, the Bears, and the Packers. So all divisional mm-hmm. or you know regionally close teams. Um, and they've actually buried three of the four teams by over 25 points. So um, they're known to show up, I guess, at least in the most recent years, especially under Stafford. So I, I think it's a fair... I, I think this line should be two and a half. I, th- I think three is just kind of too nice for Detroit. Yeah, I definitely like what you're saying makes a lot of sense. But I think this season in particular, they're definitely the haves and the have-nots. And the teams that you think every week just can't keep it going. And I think Minnesota right now is one of those teams where I'm just like, yeah, like it makes sense. Take the points with the home team. And they do well at home on Thanksgiving. But I feel like I, I just I want to back these teams that are playing really well right now and just, just keep writing it out. You don't uh, count Detroit as one of those teams? They're on a three-game win streak. No. Not feeling it. All <laughs> right. Well, let's go to our next game, Thursday, one thirty, And we've got the, I'll get it right because I'm reading it, the L.A. Chargers are at the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. This game is a pick. That is not what I would have guessed. The the, the market has really jumped off of the Cowboy bandwagon um, with the Ezekiel Elliott's suspension. I don't know. This seems crazy to me. Make a pick at home against the Chargers. The Chargers have some good advanced metrics. They, uh, you know, they've had some success. I'd say they're they're kind of a, a coin flip type of team. But Dallas, like, no running back, but they're still, you know, they're 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 in the playoff hunt. Like this is a real team. So to be only a pick at home against the Charger team that I don't love. I don't know. Feels like feels short to me. What do you guys think? This is definitely a. Public being very timid to uh, get on the back of, of uh, Dak Prescott after two weeks of really um, kind of sophomore slump performances uh, when he has been handed the game ball here. Um, without Elliott, they definitely have lost their identity. Their offensive line has also um, not been super spectacular. Uh, I think possibly they had an injury uh, to their left tackle or yeah, something. Yeah, Tyron Smith, I think, was hurt. Yeah, so I mean... He's still uh, out then. There's there's uh, there's reasons for why there's little gaps in the holes here. Uh, the Chargers buried the Bills. That was, uh, that was over uh, pretty quickly. Um, I don't know what the Bills are doing um, in the winter, but obviously they're not playing football. So I think, you know... This does look like uh, public very ugly on, on Dallas, but the Chargers have been playing well. I think it's fair that it's a pick em here. I would definitely probably go with the Chargers. They look like a little more in the fight rather than uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys have been outscored this season in the second half, 146 to 100. And in their five losses, they've been outscored 110 to 23 in the second half. So. Ooh. I've been uh, riding Garrett for years now about his poor in-game adjustments, and it seems like the 
it's uh, it's really hurt them this year. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, it's interesting to note in our pick'em pool or one of my pools, Chargers are a point and a half favorites. So Dallas must have opened as a f- no, sorry, Dallas opened as a favorite, and now it's down to pick'em. Um, yeah, right. So in in my pick'em league, I can get Chargers plus point and a half, and now it's pick'em here um, on Bavada. I agree. I think Dak looks lost these last two weeks. I've watched both games pretty intently. Um, losing Zeke, they just can't run the football that that well. And then when Dak's passing, like I don't know if you guys watched the Eagles Cowboys game last on, on Sunday, but like he had two or three screens out to Dez, like a straight screen to Dez. He like threw it in the ground like every time. I couldn't even get it to him, but then he like overthrew Cole Beasley on two passes, and like he just looked lost. And I heard the most appropriate comment about this situation from Mike and Mike in the morning. <clears throat> and that said, like, with Zeke, like, Dak, Dak was just like a role player. Like, he didn't have to do so much. Like, Dak was just sort of managing the flow, and the team had, you know, like, these stars and Zeke and, and Dez. But now that Zeke is gone, Dak has to be a leader. And it just shows these last few games he's just not, unfortunately, not capable of, like, really putting the team on his back. Um, he has moments of brilliance. Like, he can scramble, he can move, he can get around, but then moments like where he just throws in the ground and throws over people and kind of the good teams are beating up on him. Of course, Eagles are a very good team. And I think the Falcons at home, that other game was a good spot for the Falcons. But here, I don't know. Like, I don't love the Chargers. They're so Jekyll and Hyde. But again, on the road, they're, I like the bad Chargers on the road, like you do too, Wes. Um, and I think actually Chargers have a very good secondary in pass defense. And if, if, if Dallas can't run the ball... And then they're throwing. I mean, Chargers actually have a pretty scary secondary. So I don't think Dallas will have much success in the air. Uh, I do fear that they will have success on the ground finally this game. Um, but then that means a low-scoring kind of ground-out, uh, pounded game. So I, I, I like the Chargers as well. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think if I were to look at this game, I'm actually with thinking first half line or second half line. So, you know, Cowboys first half. Chargers second half really prey on the fact that the the Cowboys have been so terrible uh, in the second half. Maybe we can look to look for a, a special wager there because yeah, Jekyll and Hyde nature of the Chargers makes me hesitant to back them. And then yeah, if Dak is you know whether he's lost sophomore slump or or he may be hurt. Um, I heard some people talking about you know potentially yeah, he's be. injured, um, not throwing with confidence. Uh, any of those things make me not want to back the Cowboys, of course. Um, but it does feel like man, you know, if I had told you just a couple weeks ago that the Cowboys are going to be pick them at home against the chargers. I, I think that would have been pretty shocking. I mean, before they lost these last two games, they, I, I feel like this has to would have been a seven. Um, so big, big swing in public perception on the Cowboys in just a couple of weeks. All right. Our final Thursday game. Uh, we'll see if you guys are watching this one or if you're, you're chowing down on Turkey, hopefully doing both. Uh, it's the New York giants who beat the Kansas city chiefs last week going to Washington who somehow found a way to blow a, uh, was it a 16-point lead um, against the Saints? In this game, uh, Washington, 7.5-point favorite against the Giants. Uh, in wa- Game is in Washington. Um, Army, why don't you take the lead off on this one? Um, I think this is going to be a blowout for Washington. Um, yes, the Giants <laughs> beat Andy Reid off a of bye week. Wow, they're really turning it around this season. Is a complete, you know, 180. They're gonna go eight and eight and screw up the draft and whatever. I think um, 
the Redskins are a good team. I think they just got turned around by an equally good team. They're not capable of holding leads. I don't think the Giants showing uh, last week in New York was actually really anything. I, I felt the Chiefs really were just the the explanation for how the Giants won that game. Um, I think the Skins can definitely just run up the score and then the already defeated Giants will give up. So I think even though it's seven and a half now, I feel that the public might even push this number really far, somewhere around in the nine range um, when kickoff comes along uh, after everyone's you know passed out on Turkey. Um, so this number is currently pretty high. It's probably going to go higher. Another number that will probably go up is also the total numbers. Um, it just happens to happen uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So if you like any of those numbers, I would get on them uh, as soon as possible. Roy, what do you got here? Redskins now 4-6, and six, um, basically out of the division hunt, really on the outside of the, looking in on playoff chances. Uh, Giants, of course, uh, wrapping it up. Probably cost themselves the number one pick by winning last week, but uh, definitely you know a top five pick next year. Yeah, I, I feel like an idiot betting KC minus ten and a half, whatever ungodly number it was. I, I, I should have like my sharp card taken away if I ever have a sharp card. That was so stupid. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I think I agree definitely with Army that this has a making of a blowout, um, but. I, I mean, so the totals are 45. I kind of like the over. I, I think actually both teams might find some success as both teams know each other pretty well. Um, as far as the line, I, I mean, the Giants, I just I, I don't know what to expect. Like, they could pack it up and fold, get blown out, but I also could see them, like, stunning, like when they stunned the, the, the Broncos and just come in with some heat, some fire. This you know, a division game. They don't want to be embarrassed, like... I guess I can see him keeping it close, but I, I really just think I agree with Army. It's going to be a blowout in Washington. All right, two votes for the Skins. I'm going to go the other way. I don't like the Giants. I don't like the Redskins anymore. I think I like you know that's a team that can put up points, uh, but you know if you blowing that big a lead at New Orleans, you know chance to really get back into the playoff hunt. I mean they were, you know, in, they would have been 500 if they had been able to hang on there uh, and really have a, a pathway through to the wild card. Their their season's probably over now, and the guy and and they're maybe arguably one of their best offensive players, Chris Thompson, their running back. His season yeah, is gone. over, um, so that's a big weapon that they're going to be missing um, out of the running game and really supporting Kirk Cousins. So I'm I'm off the skins here. I feel like it is it is a bit of a letdown. They had you know their defense really was run ragged by the Saints. That was a really uh, epic collapse. I think Breeze went something like eleven for eleven to end the game on two or three different drives. Um, and they're they're you know coming on a short a short rest here, uh, pretty tough game. I'm gonna say Giants and take the points and sprinkle. I like the Giants here. That's a the, a fair assessment. I think if you're gonna bet this game, the over looks the most uh, sexy to me here. Both are terrible defenses. Um, Washington, more specifically, is capable of putting up points, um, but. You never know. Eli is also willing to throw points the other direction, so you may be getting double money with the skins points. So uh, I, I I don't I don't see how you could actually like the Giants really 
if you watched any of the KC game. I think you just you you kind of throw that game away. KC is going the other direction, and so whatever goodwill you feel for the Giants um, is kind of faulty. Um, whereas the Skins, yeah, you may think that their season is over. Um, the NFC is a really uh, strong conference this year, and probably their postseason hopes are over. But we always know that the Skins are very uh, known for their, you know, Week 17 um, needing to get in for playoffs. Um, so I, I think they're still alive and they're willing to fight. All right. Now we'll go to up ahead to Sunday night. This probably would have been, you know, a real marquee matchup Sunday night. Are they not able to flex games anymore? I don't know. Do you guys know? So, anyways, it's it's no, it's they can, they can flex Sunday games. They they've never been able to get the Mondays. So Sunday okay. night, it's Packers Steelers. I, I can't imagine they they wouldn't flex out of that if they could. Well, um, no, I mean like so like say the Packers Steelers was a, a morning game. They can flex it to the Sunday night game. They right. can't move the Monday. Right. Things. It's no. It's the Sunday game. It's Packers Steelers is Sunday night. Oh, I yes. thought we were on to the Monday game. No, so they play Sunday night. I mean, I would much rather see Saints Rams than uh, Packers Steelers in prime time, but but alas, we've got Packers Steelers Packers. Uh, they were one of the the many teams on Sunday throwing interceptions like they were hotcakes, and they are fourteen point underdogs at the Steelers. Steelers really showed up on Thursday, beating the shit out of the titans they uh look like the eight and two team that they are and um and they are home here and they are two touchdown favorites anyone have strong feelings on this one want to go first nope i'll take it um i don't think i could ever it's be really hard for me to bet a two touchdown favorite against any team in the nfl um but gosh when you have a backup quarterback who probably should not be starting games and, and Brent Hundley looks like that, you're not getting my money either way. So I, I'm, this is a stay away from me. If I had to, I would probably, I would have to take the green Bay and the points, but, but I have very little interest in this game. I, I immediately say no, because I have no read on Pittsburgh and which week they're going to show up. I, I backed uh, the Steelers to blow out the Colts. And they lay an egg, and then uh, feel like the Titans are a threat, and they get murdered. So I'm not sure what kind of prep is going on uh, in Pittsburgh. So gotta stay away. Yeah, the total is curiously low at 41 and a half for a two touchdown favorite. And Pittsburgh is notorious for playing up or down to their opponent's level. Yeah, so I could see this sort of just like they're grinding it out and you know win by a field goal something crazy um i think the spot for them to show up was on thursday against the titans and i i, I did like pittsburgh there um this is just so so jacqueline hyde at this team and you know maybe they found their stride finally but uh i it's so hard to back brett hunley like he i mean it's just jordy nelson's useless and you know like the, these studs are just wasting away on offense and it's 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 embarrassing uh I guess he also I'm, a lot of his running backs are out, right? So yeah, you know. so Ty Montgomery might be in. I know. So Jamal Williams is the lead back because Aaron Jones is gone. Ty Montgomery has like ribs issues, so he might be playing. Um, he he's actually a decent like he's a big a, a, a big wide receiver turned running back. So he's a, bit, a a big body. 
I don't know. It's stay away from me. I think yeah. uh, specifically the totals are that low because they assume the points are only going to be coming from one side. With Green Bay getting shut out like for the first time in like two decades against yeah. AFC opponent or something like that. Uh, there's nothing to really like about Green Bay, but the points are just too high to really, um, really I, like. Yeah, anything. if I were to bet this, I'd be monitoring the uh, Green Bay Green Bay like news cycle and seeing if there's anything about Hundley or quarterback or any like anything. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers and makes yeah, a miraculous like, comeback, <laughs> he's like meditating, doing yoga, something like anything that would change my opinion of this offense. So it's it's it, it's a Pittsburgh lean until I see anything positive out of Green Bay, but yeah. Talk about tossing out your sharp card, taking a 14-point favorite. <laughs> All right, Monday night, Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Texans, of course, no Deshaun Watson. Ravens coming off of their third shutout of the season. They are seven-point home favorites against Tom Savage and the Houston Texans. I don't like these teams, either of them. Uh, another game I don't have very much interest in betting. Um, I also don't think I'll be watching this game. Baltimore is not a team I find any have any entertainment value. Joe Flacco is a very, very bad quarterback, I think. Um, and uh, I would never back a bad quarterback giving seven points. But the Texans also have a very bad quarterback, so not touching this one. And I think... Uh... It's interesting to see that Houston is still capable of winning games. I think they're like um without Watson, kind of like a borderline seven and nine uh, kind of team. Uh, they just have a really, really bad quarterback. Um, they have a lot of good pieces uh, that should be like a, a playoff uh, caliber team. So if if they don't have turnovers or you know yeah like savage mistakes. Um, they're capable of staying in games. I think seven is incredibly high. I don't, like even if you watch the the Ravens Packers game, it's not like the Ravens earned any of the points they had. It was just constantly great field position uh, due to three and outs the whole time. Um, I think this is like a relatively easy game to bet for me. I would go with Houston um, pretty strongly. They they looked like a football team against uh, Arizona last week. And it's just too much for Baltimore. I don't think they're capable of scoring um, seven points every week. So too high. Yeah, I would look money line here too. Uh, Houston money line is probably is at 265. I think that's pretty good. I'd rather ha- – I'd say their chances of covering it are the same as their chances of winning the game outright. Um, and uh, – so I'll, I'd throw my money there if I had to. All right, picks of the week. Or Roy, did you did you weigh in on that one? Sorry. No, um, you're right. Um, I agree. Make it three in a row. I actually love. Oh, don't love Houston, but I like Houston a lot here and the points. All totally right. agree with Army said. Yep, Houston. Cool. All right, games of the week. Um, did you guys nail yours last week? I did. Yeah, I had the over in the Saints. That's right. Uh, Redskins game. Maddie, Maddie mm. total, Maddie totals. Maddie totals. Tough on the tough on the uh, sprinkle uh, that we had in that game, but uh, we'll take the total bet. All right, you got one here. Um, you know, it, it kind of uh, transitions from this uh, Baltimore hate. Um, 
Jacksonville is only a, a five-point dog in Arizona. Arizona looks like they gave up. Um, no, the other way around, favorite. yeah, five-point favorite. Right, right, right. I, th- I think they're just – they have given up. Um, whoever they put out there, uh, they took out Stanton, right, and put Gabbard in. Gabbard mm-hmm. is not an NFL quarterback. Uh, he's not able to score points. I think Jacksonville is a good team. Um, I don't think it- – they're not really affected by, you know, home roads. They either play well or they don't. I, I, I think I, I take Jacksonville here. Can you really trust Bortles, though? Man, watching that guy is really, really hard. <laughs> you would prefer Blaine Gabbert? Uh, well, he wasn't so bad. He wasn't so bad. Which uh, one? I, I don't uh, like either one. Gabbert. Gabbert wasn't uh, last week. Wasn't yeah, he, pop, he popped off last week. But, I mean, the, the Jaguars... Got very lucky to cover versus the Browns, so I don't know how comfortable I am. I like a lot about their team, but when you have a quarterback that throws balls to the other team as much as um, as Blake does, tough to back them. But I agree. I think the minus five is the place to go. That's a trick. You know, minus five is a dead number, so you're really just saying you know win by six. That's not that's not that tough. Um, hmm. Okay, Roy, you got something? Uh, yeah, so both of my bets hit last week, best bets. I actually had two because um, I was astounded that Denver and Miami were favored in a football game. And <laughs> Denver lost outright, right, and to Cincy. And then Miami lost to Bucks and covered. So, I mean, well, Bucks covered and uh, Cincy covered, so those hit. Um, and then here I'm looking at the seemingly unstoppable New Orleans Saints are somehow not favored. They're getting points, uh, even though it's, it's they're on the road against a very good Rams team. Again, it's it's one of these things where I just, you know, Saints could be down by whatever fifteen late in the game. Breeze will come back, find a way. He, I, I, I can't get in front of this team right now. Like they're too good, and getting points is is a joke to me. So um, I don't think the Rams have any home field advantage like the Chargers do. It's just it's just, you know they're playing in whatever USC stadium, right? So I I love the Saints here. Wow. Interesting. This was actually the game I was looking at and I was going going to go the other way here and and take the Rams. Mm. I, I, it's still, you know, Saints, they have played better on the road. They do have more of a rushing uh, game than they have had in past years, but I still don't buy them as much as a road team. I don't buy them as an eight and two quality team. I think they've been pretty lucky. I think last week was a good example of that. Um, but uh, hmm. I think I like the Rams to bounce back in that one. Was that your best bet, the other side? Because that would be heck yeah, yeah, it is. Let's go. Yeah, sure. Let's let's run it. Why not? Yeah, I'm I'm on the I'm on record with the Rams. The so. guest versus the host. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. I'll take I'll take the Rams there. Uh, I can give a bonus one too if if uh, if, if we want to extend. But yeah, yeah oh. do you have feeling on this one, Army? Yeah. Uh, well. I, I know what I'm betting. I'm, I'm probably not going to be betting single games. I'm probably just going to sweetheart teaser all these, like, crazy numbers up to, like, 30 points and just pray that, like, the dogs are alive that day. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then the, the other game that I, I did like was the Panthers on the road against the Jets. Uh, so Panthers, four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets. Jets all of a sudden getting a lot of respect. Uh, they've been solid, but it's the Jets. Um, so 
I think Carolina is a good team. Carolina is in the playoff hunt. They're seven and three, uh, despite the you know giving up Kelvin Benjamin. They're they're in the hunt. I like I like them to cover the four and a half on the road here um, at the Jets. I think they're they're actually a better team. And they get Greg Olson back. And they get Greg Olson back. I like that. Um, I think there'll definitely be a lot of action here, just because this week in general with the, all the big spreads um, and no like, buys, like what you're saying there, and some good games. Yeah. What? There's how do you some, feel about how do you feel about your Bears, Roy? Fourteen point uh, underdogs. Yeah, there's some humongous money line. <laughs> oh man. Uh, again, it's it's that same thing like getting in front of Philly, like but laying two touchdowns. Yeah. I, I don't trust Mitchell Shabisky against that Philly defense. Uh, I think he's going to be in for a long day. Are the Bills dead? Yes. What happened there? I don't understand. Was Tyrod that bad? I, I didn't really seem to think it was Tyrod's fault. There were some games where, like, LaShawn McCoy would have, like, average less than two yards a carry. It's like, well, that's not the quarterback's fault, so... I don't know what what is is it's just like a black hole up in Buffalo that like they can't keep it together or Tyron Taylor has a yeah. 91.4 passer rating 11 TDs three picks yeah he was completely fine perfectly fine yeah, they were five and four they're in the wild card yeah they were five and two right were they wow I think after seven yeah yeah they were in the wild there I mean they're they were the sixth seed as of last week um, so really embarrassing yeah. uh, management of the team. There might be riots in Buffalo if Peterman starts again and they don't make and they like don't win the game. You know that there were radio phone calls to get rid of the black guy, right? <laughs> the main reason why they're losing games, not the. Uh... I don't know. I I think this is crazy. I I just I, I don't remember another week where. There's at least five or six games that are like two touchdown favorites. And As the uh, resident Pats fan, like, what are your thoughts on New England laying seventeen less? I I will not be betting on the Dolphins for the rest of the season, uh, but at the same time, seventeen is ridiculous. I, I, you don't get rich, you know, spotting teams seventeen points. So yeah. I'll be staying away. But they, I mean, the Pats have looked great. I think they they. Well, we can talk about futures. I think they have to be. the the favorite, um, but uh, man, seventeen—that's a lot. And Miami has go? played well against us. Would you push this game to a plus thirty for Miami, <laughs> minus four for New England? Oh man, I mean, Miami obviously has had a had a history of playing the Patriots well. Yeah, so. I, uh, I'm a little worried about that, but this is, game is in New England. I think the Jay Cutler led Dolphins. I think, and yeah. in, in maybe this for me is like a peace of mind thing. This is a game where if the Pats get the ball and score first, you can put it all on the money line. They're not they're not throwing a lead against the Dolphins, um, but if not, it could be a close one. <laughs> yeah, that I I think uh, yeah if you you uh, aren't able to get your Powerball numbers in on sunday you should just bet all the money lines <laughs> this is just plus seven plus 800 games like that's i don't know that's too high for an nfl game i i think i'm gonna put money line on at least five bucks on all these games <laughs> 
Yeah, so if you take, let's see, Rolling Philly, dark. New England. I'm going to put Kansas City in here. I think they bounce back, and Buffalo is a, is a shit show. Um, who else? I think Atlanta. we can throw... Atlanta's 10 point favorites. That's so high. It feels like too many points to me. I don't really want to stand on that. But they are at home. Yeah, but Fitz, Fitzsimmons. Fitzmagic. Fitz isn't terrible. <laughs> he isn't terrible. I wonder. Um, uh, I, okay, well, let's leave that one out. And then... Pittsburgh, 14. <laughs> oh, excuse me. That's, yeah. good. That's good radio. Uh, we throw Pittsburgh in here. Now we're looking at... God, it's still not even even money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you go the other way. Bet all the dogs. Yeah. I mean, if One you just... Come yeah. out of a millionaire. <laughs> no. All right. Well, I think we've done it. Another solid week. Look forward to some more victorious bets. Any? Oh, let's look at the futures. So we won't go over every single one, but are, are you, as you guys look at this, anything of interest right now, Super Bowl 52 odds, Pats are the favorite, Eagles second favorite, Steelers, Saints, Vikings, Rams, Chiefs, Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks, Jaguars. I'm going to stop there. I don't know that any other team is a real contender. You like any of these numbers? These are what, Super Bowl odds? That's right. You know, I, I really don't like any of them. I think these are definitely the ones that you can definitely foresee being at least into the Super Bowl. You could probably just keep betting these teams and rolling the money over and getting the same amount of odds here. Uh, the Saints are probably the biggest outlier here. Um, Actually, I think uh, the Panthers might be an interesting throw some money their way because they're playing really good defense and if cam can find any sort of cam of old and if minnesota i mean if the saints falter and, and they win that division i mean they can make a run with that defense is legit Oof. plus 2200 going to falter Ugh, i don't know i i don't like anything about the panthers really they they looked fine start the year and have not looked like well, that was mostly on Cam, I feel, but I don't know if Cam can find some some fire. Yeah. I think the Saints number looks pretty nice. That's the the one that I think is the the farthest out of the most respectable Super Bowl bet you can make. Yeah, I don't think I'm a believer in Philly as the number two team. Um, but I think if so, like say it's Pats Eagles. What do you think the Eagles are? Like plus 180? Maybe 200? Going to that game? Or? I think I think that's a well, you have to figure if they if they got there, that means they just won three straight playoff games. So, I think at, at, you know, it's probably a three and a half point spread. It depends how good the Pats look, but you know, it's not more than it's not more than 150 or 160. Hmm. All right. Yeah, so I, I don't think you're getting much much value other than the Saints. Um, I don't really like the uh, the Vikings being a playoff team. I mean, the uh, Vikings. The Vikings could get the one seed. Right, mm-hmm. but I just don't. I don't see them performing well in the playoffs. Yeah. 
Keenum doesn't strike me as a Super Bowl champion, but yeah, Trent Dilfer, right? Joe Flacco. I mean, Teddy B is coming in. Pretty bad quarterbacks have won Super Bowls. So. Um, Wait, then, so quick question. So like these numbers, so plus two seventy five for the Pats. So if you bet a hundred, you're betting a hundred to win two seventy five. Right. So I mean, like, so why wouldn't I'm thinking if you just put a hundred on the Pats, Eagles, Steelers, Saints, and Vikings on, on all of them, I mean. I guess the Pats. I mean, if you know, if Steelers, Saints, or Vikings win, then you win mm-hmm. a bunch of money. Yeah, but then if any of the other 20, uh, 30, what, 28, right, 27 yeah. teams win, you lose. <laughs> so, uh, if you bet the four teams, you're betting four hundred dollars, and you only get two seventy five back. Three. If the oh yeah, if the Pats win, right? You don't get either of the two best teams. Well, I'm thinking I put like 100 on the Steelers, Saints, Vikings, Rams, Panthers. I mean, just like, you know, a couple of the lesser teams, and if one of those hit, then you make a bunch of money. But you could be also down like 600 bucks if you lose. Right. Or you could just do that in the Super Bowl. <laughs> just bet <laughs> oh, yeah. on the team and be up good yeah, money. Yeah, true. I'm a terrible better. <laughs> I think the way if you want to diversify here, you look at those sort of second-tier favorites and you just grab a few of them, right? You you take you take the Rams, yeah. you take the Vikings, you take God. If you really think the Chiefs could get there, or the Falcons could get there, you throw some money on them, and then you just hope that the standings kind of shift around a bit. You hope the Eagles lose a couple games, and then you can get them at you know eight or nine to one. You hope the Steelers maybe blow a game or two. Like uh, so, he started his suspension this week. Will he be back for the wild card? Six game suspension. So I don't think they have. I don't think they'll be in the game. <laughs> yeah, they'll so be like out of it. If they make it to the wild card, he won't. Uh, they won't start him. Oh no, he'll play, but I don't think they they make the wild card. Right, but if they do, they're a completely different team. Yeah. And sixty-six to one. Yeah. I I'll tell you this. I I don't think a Jason Garrett team wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> Yeah. I'm also tempted by the Jags twenty five to one and the Seahawks twenty five to one. Seahawks have way too many injuries. And they have yeah. no kicker. Yeah, we saw it last yeah. night. And they won't they won't have home games either. Blair Walsh, oh my god. Yeah, well. Alright, well as I, as I think we've talked as we've talked to this, I, I think I like the Pats. <laughs> I mean it's like if it's hard for me to even if the Eagles went, you know, seventeen and one into the Super Bowl, I don't, I don't see how you favor them over the Pats. Right, there's no way. Obviously, it's the pedigree is going to affect the line, no matter, you know, how close or ugly the Pat games look going into the Super Bowl, and how thoroughly the Eagles murder the rest of the NFC. I think. The Pats would still be the favorites. Yeah, and I'll, I, I've, I have to say, of the AFC, the AFC teams scare me less and less. Like, if we're saying that the the two biggest rivals are the Steelers and the Chiefs, I mean, I was more worried. Uh, I was more worried last year. I was more worried the year before that. Um, this Steelers team doesn't. I mean, they 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 can play, but they don't scare me. Um, and Chiefs definitely not. Especially if you were, if you know, if the Pats get, you know, get home field, I might, I might have to take a shot right here. 
You don't think it gets any better? Or any worse? Or uh, I mean, the only way that it gets better is if they lose an, if they lose another game. But they lose to the Dolphins in a minus 17. That number goes pretty high. Whereas this number, I don't think it's going to fluctuate much more. Maybe it'll be 250. Uh, I mean, the they've plan- already clinched the division. That's not what the this is asking. Really, it's asking Patriots versus the field. It's do you um, get home? It's, yeah, you do you get home field? Because if you get home field, then it's a good it's a good deal. Um, but I I don't know. I mean, you you I don't see how these these teams can. I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're they're playing well right now, and and is assuming health, which is never you know never a lock. Uh, I am not worried about the two those two teams. I'd be potentially actually concerned about like uh, like the Titans or the Jaguars, kind of one of these like lesser teams that has you know a chance to play some you know really good defense. But Steelers defense, I don't think that's a a very good defense. Um, hmm. All right, we're taking a shot right here. Hmm. The think? Packers, 125 to 1. Rodgers comes back. They win the North in the Super Bowl. <laughs> when is he due back? Next year? Uh, <laughs> He's going to time travel? Tomorrow. Yeah. That'll change your tune on their 14 point spread, that's for sure. Um, I have to ask Did you guys watch the end of the Bears Lions game? That kick to tie it? Oh, uh, yeah. It went like 50 yards right. Oh, that was yeah. tragic. I think that's. Uh, yeah. the, I mean, is, would you rather have that or the Blair Walsh come up short? Uh, for hilarity, the one that went like 50 yards right was inc- terrible. I mean, coming up short like that was dead center, just not enough leg, but to like not even have a chance. Well, that I mean, like a zip he code, right? Has the ability to kick it 70 yards, but his accuracy loses, like, you know. 50%. So, like, would you rather him be certain that he'll have the distance or for him to have the accuracy and never make it? I, I think the Blair Walsh one is, like, the bigger mistake. He just can't reach it. Mm. Yeah, you, oh, have to, well, you have to yeah. put it all in. You can't I'm talking about like, just, like, comedy factor, like, comedy level. <laughs> Uh, for me, the comedy factor is when it hits the pole. There was a guy hit the upright on Sunday. That that one made me laugh. <laughs> I think they should just get rid of the kicking. Really, kind of uh, demoralizing to have like a game decided by like the one player who doesn't interact with the entire rest of the team. Hmm. Yeah, it's I don't like, know that anyone gets excited for field goals. Yeah, it's it's a. You know, obviously there's good stories with, uh, like, Venetieri, but, like, look at, like, greats like Vanderjack, who, like, misses a couple big ones, and he's garbage. He's probably, like, se- like second all-time in points, but he's a choker. So, like, even if you are good at, the, at that skill, like, you're not really remembered. Like, Gary Anderson, all these guys who have careers of great kicking... Unless you like make the one in four seasons field goal that matters, like what's the point? Mm-hmm. So I will tell you my 
I did put in a parlay over the weekend on division futures that I think oh. looks pretty strong still. So Pats, Steelers, Chiefs, Jags, Eagles, Vikings, Rams. It's it's, it's basically it's plus the Chiefs is the plus thirty two hundred. Is the or one plus, that I was plus uh, last week, and then now, uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like they're going to get caught, I guess, either. So, yeah, it looks nice. Seven team. Any any of these guys? Any of these teams were you? Wait, so read your list again. Pats, Steelers, Chiefs, Jags, Eagles, Vikings, Rams. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, so you bet seven of the eight divisions? Yes. On the Jags-Titans, okay. it's going to be a tight one. But... I don't, yeah, I don't buy that Titans team. They're, they're differential this year. They're minus 31. The Jags, as bad as Bortles can be, they're plus 104. So I think they're, they're a, a better team. Uh, you know, it remains to be seen what they can do with their schedule, but... Yeah, I guess that's that's the one to be worried about. But you know, three of these are finished, right? Pats, Steelers, Eagles. I think almost all of them are finished, right? Vikings. Like they've got like two game two game leads. Yeah. Uh, and are clearly just the better team. So. Yeah, Vikings is now minus and the better team. So if you know, Jared Goff goes down, then oh well, that's like really unlucky. But wait, so what you? So if you bet all seven, one, two, three, four, all six of those, or seven, seven, you, yeah. and do like a two-team parlay, 12 bets, round robin? <laughs> Sorry, it's a seven-team parlay. So you got to get them all right. So I think like on, uh, you can like click them all and do a little... Uh, oh, I, I hear what you're saying, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if I risk 10 bucks to win 4,314. What? Is that right? That doesn't, no. doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> oh, no, I risk... I risk 120, total risk 120 to win 4,300. What is the bet? Uh, all right, you have to, all right, so. I clicked the little plus button on all seven of your division odds to win. How did you do that? They're oh, not even all available. Wait, mind. Oh, that was the odds to win the whole AFC or NFC. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. If they all win, they all win the NFC. All 12 teams win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I used to do that. I would try to parlay like um, underdogs <laughs> on the money line with them and the, the points yeah, and get yeah. like increased <laughs> odds. It's like, yeah, they're going to win the game and they're going to be win plus six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, I think uh, the Jags is the only one I would sweat. Yeah. yeah. And right. maybe, I mean, maybe the Seahawks. I don't know. It's... You you still think they're in it, huh? Well, they're just it's it's hard to to rule them out. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a real team. Russell um, Wilson, God, incredible. He's, yeah, it's all on him though. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah, we're very lucky that he hasn't broken his legs yet. <laughs> I mean, you just look at like RG three. That sure that would have been fun to watch. Like Vic Kaepernick is just like this doesn't last very long, but he's. He's been healthy for a very long time, and he, yeah, when he's on the the primetime lights, he's been pretty impressive to watch. Yeah, yeah Survivor, right? Because you had Kaepernick, you had RG three, um, 
I feel like we're probably even forgetting another couple of these guys who had just dynamic running ability and have, have disappeared. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what we did. I did. I did take a shot at the plus two seventy five on the Pats. So uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed on that one. But uh, good, good session, boys. We'll do it again next week. Yeah. Have a Bye, good guys. Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, you too, guys. <laughs>